Welcome to the Narrow Gate. This is Orla, your host again. I'm happy to be back with you. Um, this episode is episode 21, and we're going to be talking about um, relationships in this one. Um, the last two episodes were more focused on what I'm doing now. Um, and it's very interesting, the stats that are starting, because... Um, it's, uh, it's what happens behind the scenes that it gives me the most feedback. So I'm very grateful for um, the stats for that reason. So the reason I'm saying that is I have started now on going into showing people how to heal themselves um, from mental, emotional, physical, um, uh, well sickness maybe if it's physical or emotional problems in your life um, and just in the last episode it was about the baggage in your life um, emotional baggage okay so I know I've only really started getting going on it and I'm beginning to tell more people about it um, because I want to take you through it slowly slowly a little at a time in these podcasts because there's no reason to go fast because it's my focus at the moment. I'm currently working on a course that I'm developing, um, so I hope to have that out in a few... I don't know how long it takes to develop the course and put it online, so I'm hoping to do it in a month is my target. So this, uh, this is kind of similar, but the course will have it packaged in a way where you will be able to take it home download it, print it off, have it at home for yourself. It'll be a little bit more structured for anybody who's really, really serious about this. I'm going to start developing courses. I've been planning it for a very long time. And as you know, I'm a Christian life coach and I haven't been um, personally coaching a lot in the last few years, but I, um, I keep working at it and studying it and doing my own work. So I'm ready now to get back into that. So this um, course will be something like uh, over a period of maybe seven or nine weeks. I'm still working on that. So you will be able to do it at home yourself and you will be able to um, do it at your own pace, okay? And I hope to... Um, um, be there to support you a little in that maybe through email or something as I said I'm still developing it so what I'm saying is I don't know how many people are interested in this journey yet but I am making it clear that it is for Christians um, it's the work I'm going to be doing now it's healing growth and transformation for the Christian as part of your spiritual growth because it's part of the sanctification process to be aware of ourselves to look at ourselves um, and we cannot have some spirituality that's off some sort of in the sky spirituality that's not connected to who we are because that's actually not really spirituality it's not christian spirituality um, and i've journeyed for many many years so i have tried many different methods and approaches and meditations and everything along my own journey so i actually know myself what has worked for me and what doesn't and what has worked for other people and what doesn't and um, 
So I don't like to criticize other things, but the Bible will really make you be accountable. You have to be accountable for your actions and your behaviors and how you live in society for healing. So um, I remember years ago, and you might even see it in my Facebook, because my Facebook page goes back for a while, a few years. Um, I would try different things about meditation, you know, different meditations, and I have tried those things. And so just meditating with the kind of trying to remove all thoughts and all just sit there still and silent, it's extremely difficult to do because we have all these emotions, we have all these thoughts, and even if you do get to that very, very still point, you have to have a connection with God because otherwise you're just sitting there and what is going on in your mind? Or what is what are you receiving? So this is why my work will always be Christian. So everybody is welcome. Anybody can join the journey and anybody can do workshops or courses that I develop. And I will see anybody also when I develop this one-to-one. So I am not against anybody from any, any background. But I will always say, without the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ and God the Father, I would not be able to heal. And so I, but I do understand that people are on a journey. And so the key to healing is an openness to a higher power, a loving God who cares for you and wants you to be well. And that's step one, you know, that you're really opening up to a spiritual dimension. Now, I don't have to say this to people in the narrow gate here because I have opened this podcast for Christians on the journey already, okay? I just put that out there for people who happen to stumble upon this and say, what's this all about, this crazy kind of Christian thinking? So what I said about uh, the last episode, as I said, was um, the title was, Are You Sick and Tired of Going Around in Circles and Never Actually Breaking Free of Your Emotional Baggage? Now, it was interesting to see that less people actually read that one than, than read the other one, which was more, I would say, double the amount of people looked at the one before, which was about healing your body. I think that could be because people are more comfortable with that. It's easier to say, hey, let's sit down and heal the body. Let's do some yoga, people say. No, I don't do yoga. I'm just saying that some people will say that. But it's less threatening to talk about the physical. It's less... um, well, it's not as scary to say, let me heal my body. Let's work on healing the body. Yeah, everybody does that. I'll go to the hospital. Oh, I have a sore hip. I have a sore leg. I have a headache. I have this. So we're okay with the body. We're comfortable talking about it. I was a nurse. Anybody who doesn't know me for over 20 years, 24 years or so, and I worked in every area of nursing. So I know the physical body inside out. 
I'm not saying I, uh, you know, on the knowledge basis, like um, a doctor, I, I know doctors know more about the inner workings of the body, but I'm saying that I've worked in the areas, I know what can happen, and I know the problems. So I'm comfortable enough talking about the body too, so I can understand that people would be the same. So when I followed with one about emotional baggage, obviously there's not as much interest in it. So, um, but as I said, this is the narrow gate and some people did look at it and listen. So I am really want to encourage people like you because I don't, I don't work for the masses. I am not reaching everybody you know i know who i'm targeting i know the kind of people i'm trying to find so if you read that one and really started to look at that one about your emotional baggage and that you feel that i am going around in circles and i still have this baggage and you could be 40 50 60 70 even so i have heard many beautiful therapists and life coaches say that they're actually even helping 70 and 80 year old people deal with their baggage and he's i said he because actually the one in my mind was ross rosenberg who said that but there are many other um, christians as well christian coaches as well and, um, and therapists you know Older people didn't have access to this information. Even my, me and my generation, I just got in at the right time, I think, when it started to open up, that there was hope for me, that it was beginning to be spoken about. And, but just think of people over 70, 80, maybe your grandparents, people you are maybe having difficulty with, because you don't forgive them. Keep in mind that generation had very little access to this type of work. So this should help us to forgive them more. So, um, so keep going. The people who are interested in stepping into the pain, facing it and not running from it, I really, really want to encourage you to keep going and go gently, slowly, easy. I'm going to send short podcasts out from now on. I want to help people to just get started. Take out that journal, like I said last week. And I am a firm believer that if one person is sitting at home with their journal alone and they are getting help from this podcast, well, you've made my day. Because if one person changes because of this work well that's a miracle because that's what we want to do one by one one by one bring people out of their emotional pain and the amount of people you can help when you you when you are set free it's it's unbelievable how many people you can help just by being free you don't even have to teach them they can see it they can see it in your face. They can see it in your actions. They can see it in the things that you're doing. I can tell you my own testimony. I, I used to be so depressed in my 20s, but even after that, it took me a long, long time to discover who I was and what I wanted to do and what was my gifting and what was my purpose in life. And 
you know, people start to see me changing. And they say, she's not exactly as closed as she used to be. She's not as quiet as she used to be. She seems to be more open. Yeah, of course, you open up more. When you heal your emotions and your mental mind, you hear many of the poets and artists talking about the flower. It's like a bud and then you open into a flower. It's like you've got to see this as a creation. You're, you're a creative being, but you may have been blocked. You haven't, you mean like even a flower, if you compare it to nature, if there was a frost, it could really damage the flower or it could actually die or maybe it wouldn't die but it could stunt its growth or delay its development so that's exactly the way it is with us if we've had any sort of trauma in our life any sort of abuse any sort of even a once-off difficulty can do it for somebody so the reason i'm saying these things about that is i'm trying to just say forget about the stigma get over it everybody just get over this because this is why our society is not progressing. This is why things are the way they are. This is why we have wars around the world. Emotions, people have, their, their emotions are blocked. They've got all this pain from their childhood. They're living in this deluded mind, which is totally wrong thinking. And it's dangerous, as we can see, the way our world is, when especially if you have world leaders who are not right. <laughs> They're so far from healing. It's unbelievable. So we don't have to look far to see deluded minds. Do you want to be like that? So very um, briefly... I've written it in the, I've written out some questions to get you started, okay? I've written them down below. Basically, I'm just saying that what happens with relationships, this one I'm talking about, finding freedom in your relationships. Are you ready to create healthier relationships and find peace and joy in your life? Well, that's what motivated me. Okay, so you could be depressed, you could have anxiety, you could have addictions, you could be going around in circles, you could be losing money all the time, you could be having um, one narcissistic relationship after another and the pain gets too much, you could be dealing with financial problems. It's endless the amount of things that can go wrong in, a, in people's lives. So are you ready to create healthier relationships and find peace and joy in your life so you have to start by getting to know god and yourself number one you can't do this on your own in the sense of you need god you can try but you have to at least have an openness they say that in all the 12-step meetings 12-step meetings for alcoholics, for people with dysfunctional families, mental health, 12-step, there's so many 12-steps. You have to acknowledge there's a problem in your life. You have to acknowledge you're having problems. That's not, you know, that's where you start. And you have to open to a God, a higher power, they say. But I'm Christian, and you're a Christian. So 
You have Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit. You have God the Father. So you're, you're already at an advantage that you have faith. Because I am doing faith-based healing. That's what my workshop is. That's what my courses are. Faith-based spiritual healing. So you have spiritual practices, which is just therapy like this, working on yourself. There's no avoiding it. If you're having problems in your relationships and they're just getting worse, or your depression is getting worse, or your anxiety is getting worse, and you're not getting any better, you have to get to a point. Step one. Step one. You have to ask God into your life, and um, you admit that there's a problem. That's all. Admit, okay? It's, it's like the worst and most difficult step for some people, like, for example, in the alcoholics. For an alcoholic to get to the point where they admit that they were maladjusted and that their thinking was wrong and their life was that they were powerless over alcohol, that step is the most difficult step for them to take, to get to that step. And I'm not talking about alco only alcoholics, anybody who's got dysfunction maladjusted thinking, obsessional behavior. You could be a shopaholic. You might be online shopping all the time. I know that's a very common one. Credit cards flying on shopping online. That's a problem. Sex addiction, pornography, relationship addiction, codependency. So step one, well, I always say God. But in the step programs, they talk about a higher power all the time, and then they have a later step, I think step 11, where, you know, you give your, you know, it, it's a full step of meditating and getting to know God. But the overall work of healing is that you believe in God or a higher power who loves you, Jesus Christ, for us Christians. And you admit that you have a problem. I'm repeating that for a reason because it's hard for it to go into people's mind. As I say, with all this work that I do, I use that scripture, Romans 12, 1-2, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will know the perfect will of God. Okay, so I'm going to start with some questions here. I've written them below, but I'm going to re say them in case you're just sitting there and you're not reading. I have written them in the newsletter, so you can sit there and just listen, or you can write them down, but what I would encourage you to do is, after the podcast or during the week, just go through them gently. Just ask yourself questions and answer them. Go for a walk and ponder on the question. That's all. I believe in very gently getting people started. I don't believe in diving in and making it really difficult and scary, okay? There is stigma around mental health issues, and people don't like talking about their emotions, but I would just encourage you to accept it is the way to healing and that you're willing. Not that it's easy, but that you're willing to try, okay? So get your journal or your notepad or your phone, wherever you like to write your notes. 
Or another thing I just recommend, sometimes I do it myself, I use a little audio on my phone. If you were, uh, you know, I was reading today about people have different learning styles. And some people are better with audio and they like audio and others like YouTube videos and others like reading. And um, I like, I personally like podcasts because it's relaxing for me. I don't find it difficult. Writing is a lot more work. <laughs> so I mix it around a bit and then I get more content out by doing things that I enjoy more. I love writing, but it's a real discipline because the editing is so long. I hope you appreciate that we spent a long time editing. <laughs> Only joking. All right, so the first question, write down and think about is how are you feeling right now, this moment? For anyone who's not good at getting in touch with your feelings, be aware. I feel nothing. I don't know. I don't I don't feel I don't feel anything. I'm just saying that that's kind of normal for people who are having problems in their relationships. They don't, they're not connected to their feelings and that's why their relationships are damaged. Oh, I feel, um, oh, well, I feel kind of, yeah, I feel okay, yeah, great. I feel good. Uh, oh, I feel angry. And they have these kind of um, black and white. It's just two ends of the spectrum. I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel, you know, joyful. It's like two, they're kind of, words in the middle? So... Try to find your feelings. How do you feel? Now, what prompted you to begin this journey, this healing journey? You might have seen my podcasts or some articles and the way God does it usually is there's one and two and then a book and, and before you know it, you're, you're ready. But think about it. Look back. Where did this start? Were you at church? Were you praying? Where did you notice that even though you're a Christian, you're, you're a Christian, you still feel your relationships aren't good. And they're not very joyful. Is that the way it's meant to be? Am I meant to be like this? Didn't I marry this person to be having a good life together? It's amazing how many people say, well, you know, relationships are hard. Yeah, I hear that all the time. Okay, everybody criticizes me because I'm single. You don't know because you're single. Okay, fine. Why don't you have a joyful relationship with your partner, with your husband or wife? Why are you not happy with them? Why are you fighting all the time? Why are you making it difficult? Why are they making it difficult? So try, like, try not to be turning around to someone who's trying to help you and say, you don't understand me. You don't understand what it's like for me. That's victim mentality. That's not taking responsibility for your, your own part in the relationship. We're not only talking about romantic relationships, we're also talking about relationships with your mother, your father, your friends, your siblings, your co-workers, the person down the street, the person in the restaurant. How are you with people? How is your behavior? What prompted you to begin this journey? Maybe you had a, a big emotional reaction 
and it was kind of upsetting. That can often trigger people into healing. Kind of the kind of them. Um, it's not the word as I, it's not the first time it happened to them. And then they say, no, I don't want this anymore. That's excellent. You don't want the drama. You're ready to change. Excellent. What are the relationship problems? What are the relationship problems you are having? What are they? Is it work? Is it your boss? Is it your friend? Is it your children? Is it your spouse? Simple things. Just, I did a bit of work tonight before I did this podcast and um, it's amazing what comes out when you ask your answer a question and just write whatever. If you're not inclined to write a lot, just write words. But I do think sentences are very good to journal. Journaling, I mean, do not be crafting. When you're doing therapy, kind of writing, journaling for therapy, don't be bothered with trying to craft beautiful sentences. It's not about that. It's about getting feeling and emotion out on paper. What about your friendships? Do you find it difficult to meet new people? Are you good at meeting new people or do you find of shy away from that? If so, why? Is it that you lack confidence? Do you like being alone? Are you content being alone or are you lonely being alone? There's a difference. Do you feel your friendships are not supportive? There's a lot of talk online and, you know, articles I read about friendships and, you know, people are beginning to realize that, you know, an unhealthy friendship can be very damaging. Whatever about romantic relationships, sometimes friends, groups of friends can be toxic as we know. And and you need to examine those relationships also. Mm, I talked about the romantic relationships. You can try that again. And for and obviously, if you are in a relationship and that's causing you problems, that's going to be a pain area for you. So take that one question and work on that and write about that and just try to get to the bottom of where what's really happening in your relationship is it causing you stress why get to the bottom of it to try not to go around in confusion because then um, mental and emotional problems will leave you in confusion so you don't know what's going on but if you stay like that you would just go it can get worse until it goes into neurosis. and you, you become neurotic. That's what happens. <clears throat> and then if you're single, are you looking to find a partner? But you can't find someone. What's blocking that? What is it that you're ready and you can't find someone and you feel lonely or you don't feel lonely or you really, really want to meet someone and can't meet somebody. Why are you like that? Ask yourself those questions. What's going on? Do you, Are you happy in yourself? Do you think that meeting somebody will fill the void? How is your relationship with God? 
Can God fill that space for now while you're waiting? Just questions to ask yourself. Do you feel you are always on the one doing all the work in your relationship or relationships? I did that at one point. You could actually write them all out. This is great fun if you have time. It is actually fun, you know, to go through your whole life and don't be going around in the haze. Write them down on paper. If you're having a relationship with them, it's good to know. Well, that person, I see them, you know, you could see them every day. You could see them once a week or you could see them at work or you know, write down, be aware. How do you feel about them? What's happening? Whatever. You know, be aware of what's going on in your relationships and are you content? And if there's a problem, it might be something small. But if it's bothering you enough, you should say it to the person. And then again, I'm not telling you to run out and say it, but I'm saying start examining. Are you afraid to say it? And then what are you expecting from your relationships? What are you expecting them to do for you? Because many people are going around, they're less, I, I think we're in a culture that's relationship obsessed, personally. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to think that because I'm very happily single person, but, uh, you know, so I can't understand how people are so obsessed now. But I did in the past when I was younger. Obviously, who? We all go through that obsession. And... Um, for a while but it's not a healthy way to be looking at relationships we need to get healthy and develop a relationship with God so um, you got to get the balance you know like God doesn't allow us to just be in a cave with him all the time praying I love you Jesus oh you're so amazing like God won't God won't let us do that either because he expects us to be reaching out and loving others and then coming back and be filled and then go out again. Uh, are you feeling lonely? There's a whole thing on loneliness. I think we will t cover that another time. And there are some, uh, these are some of the questions. I just leave them there for you. I would recommend you do that. I hope that some people will do it. If you do, um, please let me know how, how you get on. Um, and did you find any insights? If you do this and it's a bit difficult and something comes up, feel free to leave a message in the comments below or you can send me an email. I don't mind. Don't be afraid to uh, share. Uh, don't worry. I, um, I can answer your queries. It's, you know, we're on these platforms, a very open platform, so... It's, um, it's fine to do that. I have no problem. Below, I've left some articles that I have done myself on my own healing journey, and you might find them useful. Things that I've done, some of it's poetry, some of it's um, my own journey, what I went through, what I sometimes go through. At the very end, I'm looking there is learning to forgive. That's a huge area also. So as you can see, the journey is long. It takes a long time to heal, but... Um, what I say is, are you willing to make a commitment to your own healing journey? If you are, this is great. Start by journaling and praying and making a commitment. 
that's it. And that's all. I'll leave it at that tonight because I am trying to make these podcasts down to a half hour. So they're getting shorter. So thank you for listening and good night. God bless.